Welcome to the 75th annual social podcast. <laughs> it's less funny this time it's, that I've heard it. <laughs> been sorry, some, I ruined you. I'm your host, there. Dean. There's been some great podcasts this year. Some raunchy ones, some funny ones, some not so good ones, and some ones made by Steve McQueen. Now, I'm going to hand them out today, mm-hmm. but only mm-hmm. if you guess the Daily Double. Is there? Do I have choices? Or do no, I? It, it just talk. Oh, okay. This is the first time we've been together in a while. Yeah, it's a solo. Yeah. I don't I actually cannot remember the last social buttercast that came out where it was just you and I. I can't remember the last social buttercast that came out. Uh I was actually looking at them the other day and we recorded one. But we we due recorded to, a couple. Due to uh, someone's incompetence. You know, every single time you've ever said that on this podcast, which has been 6 to 7, it's always been you. I'm surprised I haven't been fired yet. <laughs> Somehow, somehow, it's the more I fuck up, the more you want me back on. Isn't that app for life? Yeah. George Bush effect. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't remember the last episode that came out. It was with David, I'm pretty sure. Friend of the show, David, who was here but decided to opt out of being on. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, brother of the show. Yeah. He's, he's busy working on the, the other podcast. The, other po- the sister podcast to this podcast. Usurper podcast. <laughs> I like to say usurper. You do. You say sister, I say usurper. I think they're interchangeable. Uh, yeah, this week's show of the social podcast, which is the thing where we talk about stuff, um, is sponsored by the OC Plus 3. It's your <laughs> friendly comedy variety hour starring a Mexican-American, mm-hmm. Cameron Thompson, me, a Spanish-American, David Rezai, yep. and Megan. <laughs> <laughs> And it, what what is it about? You, I'm, let me. I'm, I'm, we're gonna break this episode down, Mark Marin style. This is an award show where I just interview somebody. So treat me like I'm famous. How did how did your podcast start? Were, like, you, were you at a dead end in your career like I was? I was. I, I was. I was facing down a brick wall. Mm-hmm. You know, I'd, I'd been fired from SNL. Ooh, I did I ever tell you my SNL story? No. Trying to meet Lauren. And what happened? I'm trying. Oh, you're trying yeah, to? Yeah, I'm trying to meet. That's all I want. I, thought that's I need how answers. The story started. I need answers. So there I was, trying to meet Lauren. <laughs> nope, I'm still. There I am. I'm here. Yeah. I, called him, I called him Lauren and not Lauren. <laughs> I'm trying to meet Lauren. <laughs> that's probably why. Where's Lauren Michaels? That's probably why I was fired. Jean-Michel. He thought I was joking. I actually <laughs> thought his name was Lauren. Thought my joke wasn't funny. Mm-hmm. But then I realized it was hilarious. Uh, yeah, it was just something that I've always wanted to do. You know, the more I think about it, the I can bring this up on here because I don't want to bring it up on our actual DOC. Oh, plus you can't. Three. You can't criticize those folk. No, no. The talent is outrageously yeah. incompetent. There, there's this podcast, another OC podcast that claimed to be the original OC podcast. Now that's the one that originates from the OC, right? Mm-hmm. The that's actual original content. production company. Yeah. They claim to be the original one, mm-hmm. but just I because think they that... were made by the creators. Just to clarify, everybody, they were made by the creators of the show mm-hmm. to sister coincide with every episode of the show as a behind-the-scenes featurette. Yes, that was on the Blu-ray, uh, the DVD. It hasn't been okay, released sorry, on Blu-ray sorry. and laserdisc format. Uh, I found out that um, shit. Something was on laserdisc that I re- oh the Power Rangers first Power Rangers movie was released on laserdisc. I'd like to see that. I've never seen a laser disc. I've seen one. I've aren't never... all disc laser disc? What the fuck? Those things are huge. But aren't all disc laser disc? I I guess in essence, yes. 
They're discs made of lasers. But in disessence, no. <laughs> Cognitive disessence. <laughs> but I think that title of uh, original OC podcast actually goes to um, this is from my research that I've, my extensive research that I've had my graduate mm-hmm. assistants mm-hmm. and interns mm-hmm. do mm-hmm. Uh, goes to do you see the OC that I see? Uh, That's the original? I think so. As far really? as I can tell. Unless these not guys. That, not those haterades? Unless those guys just got on iTunes late because their episode started premiering like June 15th of last year and the OC. Oh, that was in the spring. Do you see the OC that I see? We're back like in January of last year. So I don't know. I'm not, I don't want to say one way or the other, but I'm saying that I think that those guys are. Usurpers. Usurpers. No, I don't care. Does that make you guys John Snow? Back from the dead. Khaleesi? I don't Rightful know. There, there's, there's room for as many OC podcasts as there. What is an OC? Uh, original content. Mm-hmm. And that's what they can get on the you, me, and the OC plus three. Mm-hmm. That's that's what can be. Do found. you see that? Do you see the you OC that the three of us see plus, plus three three other OC podcasts? <laughs> um. Yeah, we just uh, we actually. Just I think OC. the original OC podcast was starred uh, one Cam and Dean. Mm. at a beach house in Los Angeles. The only way that could be verified is if it And was... it might have actually been recorded on a green table, much like this one, with a machine not like that one. This pod, this table's actually seen a lot, podcast. lot of podcasts. A lot of backstabbing. Yeah, we're great to be in this Chinese amphitheater, the, the grand, the green, the grand room. green room. The Jade, Jade J- Garden. The Jade Garden of podcast room. I'm going to be sad when this table finally stops being a table. <laughs> it starts being real. Yeah. Holograms. Mm-hmm. Um, so you've always loved the OC. Yeah. Since you saw it. Since I... How old were you when you first masturbated? Mm, actually, funny funny story. Funny you ask. Uh, I think the first night I saw the OC is the, also the first night that I orgasmed. I don't Coincidence. Ma- yeah. I don't necessarily believe uh, it was uh, during the show. I was watching it with my mother at the time, so I don't know. Do you think it was your mother that did it? That showed me the OC? Yes. <laughs> That's what I mean. Mm-hmm. God help me if she ever listens to this. I asked her if she's listened to my other podcast, the OC. She's Plus like, what's 30. a podcast? No, she didn't say that. She's just like, I clicked on it and nothing happened. So <laughs> take that for you what you think when will. she said click, she meant her finger? Yeah. I don't know. She has a one of those... Android phones that don't do things. Oh, okay. Yeah, so. I see. The OC that she sees. You always want to be a podcaster. What's the, what's the podcast that ins- has inspired you the most? Probably the first podcast that I started listening to, the Complete Guide to Everything. Was that literally the first podcast you ever listened to, or is that the first podcast you listened to ser- serious serially? I'm pretty sure that it's the first podcast I listened to. I think the day I started listening to it, I might have like jumped around and listened to like bits of other ones, but I consider that the first podcast that I've listened to and continue to listen to to this day. And is that the thing you love most now? Like the property that you get the most joy from? And um, pro- is that, is, eventually, look, here's a, here's a t- thought. Yeah, fifteen years from now, mm-hmm. that hit record. <laughs> <laughs> I can't, I can't. Two weeks in a row, you know, once every however many months is fine. Two weeks in a row, yeah. Once every fortnight. Okay, we're good. Okay. Yeah. Two weeks from now, two, 15 years from now, mm-hmm. 
you do you me and the complete guide to everything plus three or i go you do a podcast about every single complete guide episode podcast has that been a thing yet someone doing like a podcast about listening well we to a can't podcast. put this out now can we no we're gonna edit the shit out of that what podcast will we do verbal Cereal? copyright verbal <laughs> copyright. verbal consent that works right can't revoke that Mm-mm. um i'm sure someone's probably made a serial podcast thing that's that's so weird i don't know if i mean i'm sure it is but that seems like a weird thing doesn't it a podcast following a podcast as it's happening yeah not even like after it's oh i would like to do the The uh, talking talking dad (laughs) (laughs) take every episode of uh this american life and watch it listen to it and then make a review of review podcast (laughs) probably would would. run out of your american life (laughs) Uh, let's let's think about that Put a pin I have, in that. I have an podcast idea. Being born live on air. Times shifted. Um, we start a podcast. Okay, I'm with you. Okay, in addition to this one, so you have three podcasts now. Uh-huh. Plus your normal duties as a photographer slash adult videographer. I we, got I have a new movie coming out. I'll, remind me to plug that at the end of this. I'll, I'll, I'll plug you. Okay. Um, that's, that's the name of it, actually. <laughs> Hitting theaters in you. <laughs> it's a courtroom drama. Mm-hmm. Smell-O-Vision, though. That's a, it's actually an experimental film um, involving the technology Smell-O-Vision. In the HTC Vive. 4D. Yeah. Available only in uh, D-Box. Yeah, and it, it's a, actually, that'd be a pretty good idea. <laughs> Available only in D-Box and the HTC Vive. <laughs> but only in D-Box. No, though, you'd have to have a part portion of the movie is augmented reality so you'd have to oh there's like, like a there's like a moment where it's like everyone plug your phones yeah investigation batman investigation scene everyone's walking no fuck that i'm already scared enough in movie theaters i don't need people getting out of their seats and walking no, you around, just with look around. In their faces no you just look around he walks the character walks for you mm. but you can look in the in, around you know Pretty much a video game. Yeah. To where at some point it goes like, hey, and then the camera pans over there. I don't know. I still don't like the idea of having to look through, you know. I, I'm assuming it'd be some You're kind of... It would be a headset. It'd be like Google Cardboard or phone. something. Yeah, yeah, it's your phone. But you're, you're still like, your vision's going to be... How about it's just extra? What do you mean? Did you ever seen the, the new thing with the theater, like the theater with three theater screens? screens? That used to be... That's actually old technology back in the... Um, Oldies? Uh, yeah, like 40s and 50s when they were trying to get... Actually, 50s and 60s. They were trying to get more movies on screens? More movies on screens because television was taken off and people were like, shit, no one's <laughs> going got- to the movies anymore. So they started doing all these crazy things. That's where smell vision came from. That's where three technologies started coming out of. Um, and these theaters... American Society shining through you. Yeah, and uh, all these uh, theaters started trying to you know bring people in with all these gimmicks and stuff, um, like live orchestras playing in the movies and stuff. Uh, but one of the, one of the technologies was uh, multiple screens horizontally yeah no not hor- like Is two on the side and like one in the front it's like kind of like a, a surround Ooh. screen thing yeah interesting stuff would you do that like go like the like the, the those apps like watch game of thrones and see on your ipad the map it's like a sony press conference because they, they do those they do that I, oh the three. screens yeah, or they do like the, the crazy oh no, but i'm talking about like if you bring a device to the theater you get some extra shit Fuck. oh like a th- if you bring an htc vibe you mm. get your own you get something else going on <laughs> well that would have to like the character like you can like see the character like when they run off screen you can see him run away well one no because i don't own htc vive two 
that just encourages people to take out their phones during. No, the- but you the, you ever seen HTC Vive? Yeah. It's like a goggle. It's all blacked out. Oh, I just want to make a mention real fast that this is Hurricane Cast 2016. Hurricane Cast 2016. Yeah, you can actually hear the rain now. Seventy fifth annual. Oh yeah, it's coming down Hurricane, now. Hurricane Cast. This might be the last episode of the Social Buttercast. I'm gonna get or- swept away like Kagome. Who's that? I meant. I was trying to say the hit the guy who makes movies that everybody loves Miyazaki. Oh yeah. But then I, I crossed it over with um that Inuyasha show. <laughs> Easy to do. Oh, it is loud. Oh, I hope everyone. Yeah. I hope everyone out there in television can hear that. Do you believe in rain noise machines? I a am a fan man. Fan man through and through. Um, I don't. I can't. I can't sleep without fans usually. But now you mean like people. Like groupies, you can't sleep without fans. No, 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 no. So I, it's actually becoming quite expensive now at this point in my life. You like, pay for your groupies? Yeah, because I mean, it's hard to get them to come at night and just watch you sleep and you know make no- noises. Oh, they want some daytime action. Yeah, well, beyond that, it's easier to because when they're a kid, when you're a kid and you get those people to come, it's it's more free because it's like, oh, this kid just needs help sleeping. But once you get older, it's like, eh, this man probably just needs help masturbating or something. Well, that would be a weird predicament, wouldn't it? It's some weird sex thing. I can't sleep unless people watch me. Yeah. I, number one, well, not number one fear, but number one second to that is, uh, uh, just like waking up and looking over and just like someone's like in the corner of my room. Haven't I done that to you? You know, honestly, every night, not every night, but most nights, I just think that if I hear something, because I sleep with headphones, like these headphones yeah. on, I go to sleep with music oh, and really? stuff. Oh, yeah. Uh, um, and I'm always making noise. I'm always out there like a like a, like a an American Horror Story, <laughs> but banging on pats and pans. Every time that I, because I'll take them off after I fall asleep, because I'll make it through like maybe half an album and then take, um, I, I wake up and You're the music's still going and I'm like, person. son of a bitch. But every time I like open my eyes. Wait, what do you record on your phone? I mean, what do you listen to music on your phone? Yeah. You know there's a timer, right? On Spotify I can do? No. On your phone. Global timer. Oh, really? Go to the clock app. Mm-hmm. Pro tip to all you dummies out there. Go to the clock app. Yeah. Set a timer. And then you, know, you can you can, you know, you can pick the noise that it makes at the end. Uh-huh. There's a stop playing option. Oh. It'll global stop anything that's playing. Movies, videos. I did whatever. not know that. Yep. Hmm. Welcome, Pro Andy. Tip. But every time I, I do wake back up, I think I'm going to open my eyes and you're just going to be standing over me. And this is like, this is it. This is the night he does it. Whatever that whatever, be. whatever that may be, <laughs> I'll let the uh, cookies the listener be. Ooh, it's lightning out. I'll let the listener be. Uh, you know, leave it to the mind's eye. Mind's eye. Speaking of mind's eye, mm-hmm. I watched Shame just now. Mm-hmm. And I'm I, coming from the premiere. I told David you were at home watching Shame. He's like the movie, and I'm like, no, he's <laughs> he's just sitting in it. <laughs> um, yes, dummy, dummy of the show, Dave. What do you think? I love Steve McQueen. Yeah, no, he's great. Uh, weird. He's a weirdo. I, the, I love it. The first time I'd have heard of him, I thought... I thought that guy was right. The, right? You thought the guy was back from the dead? Yeah, I thought... What, I was, was like, what? Old white man directing these movies. I thought he died of cancer a long time ago. Ran his car off the road. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, no, it's... it's. I've been a fan. I think the first movie I saw was Hunger. Um, so you saw Hunger back in the day? Yeah, a long time ago. Probably after that movie. I always think the guy who does all these movies, Steve McQueen, mm. I always think he's the guy who did Dirty Pretty Things, but he's not the guy who did Dirty Pretty Things. That is a separate dude. Mm-hmm. Dirty. Steve McQueen's only made three movies. 12 yeah. Years a Slave, this. Shame, and Hunger. I think he's made a bunch of like, ton short of shorts, films. like 440. He's a short, he's an artist. Short man. Long film. <laughs> <laughs> uh, What'd you like about Shame? 
besides you know your corollaries obvious i thought it was very well made i liked the i'm a sucker for long takes yeah i was gonna i was gonna say i'm i wasn't the story was kind of throwing me because i was like this guy this, i hope they eventually they explain some things but i was like i was gonna tell you guys that hey i love the way this thing's made these long takes these tracking shots he's simmering in it the takes are so long they become pieces of art yeah. It's like a joke when you say it enough, it wraps back around on itself and becomes funny again. Mm. That's what these takes are. They're like, oh, this is nice. This is really long and uncomfortable. Whoa, this is something else. Yeah, um, that's usually why I like long takes or because it's an exercise in, in dialogue and screenwriting. But this movie, it, did, it, didn't, it never really had long monologues, even in the long mm-hmm. takes they do. There was a lot of just natural pauses in conversation. Um that, that which I liked because that's how conversations go sometimes. Um, not every second has to be filled with someone talking. The especially that their their date scene when they're in the, the restaurant that waiter is great, but that felt so the the camera was positioned just like far enough away so like you felt like you're another table and you're yeah. just like watching these two people on their first date do whatever they're doing. Um, and for some reason that waiter just made everything made the scene more real, real. Yeah. Because everyone's had that. We, ha- like, what the fuck is this guy doing? Because waiters in movies are always like waiting off the camera. You know, they're always like, you can mm-hmm. see their legs or something. They'll have a whole conversation. And I was like, do people just talk in front of waiters like that? Like, yeah. you know, it was funny. And that lady dynamite show the other day, there's a, <laughs> there's a, uh, joke about waiters and serious scene he's like this is a serious scene i am your waiter you won't be seeing much of me because uh i you are in a serious scene now <laughs> uh but yeah and I, I just really i love that scene um it's probably one of my favorite scenes in the movie besides uh carrie mulligan's serenading the the restaurant with, mm-hmm. uh, with uh new york new york, new york, new york. live live mm-hmm. full on whole song well i was like Oh, they're going. They're doing this. More, I think more it. movies should do that because songs. What four minutes? I mean, hers was long. She did it really slow, but I, I liked it. We got yeah. plenty of minutes. We can just make the movie longer. Um, no, I, I, I really love love that movie. Um, the thing that's really interesting about those scenes where they linger, like the scene where she's singing and stuff, like that's got to be a different acting exercise for those actors. Yeah, because you have to act without saying anything mm-hmm. for a very long time. You never get a break because a lot of, from what I've heard, a lot of filming is start stop. It's not like oh it's yeah, not a play yeah, where you're always acting. It's a lot of like nail this bit. Mm-hmm. So with something like that, it's more living in the moment, right? You're just living it. Well, that's then, what I was telling David. It's it, it, these long takes serve to kind of separate the the children from the adults, the, the cows from the calves, yeah, the lambs from the lamb tops, <laughs> the boys from the girls, the girls from the boys, the. <laughs> the, the, the grave diggers from the monster trucks <laughs> the clintons from the trumps the clintons from the trumps the cream will always rise to the top and the chafe will always fall away <laughs> i do love me some sweet politic what did you think of um michael fassbender and carrie mulligan's i was blown away by carrie mulligan really they, hit, they come on they come on strong with her at first i didn't know what her point in the movie i knew she was in the movie i knew she was in the movie quite a bit but i had no idea what her character relation was to him spoiler alerts by the way yes Chrissy always um, complains that yeah. we never oh yes uh, shout out to um patron of the show yeah uh Gracia. 
Thanks for all that money you sent us. Long may she reign. Years. Yes. Keep it coming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what, you know, if, if you're a listener at all and you've been wondering where we've been, the funds have been tight. Yeah. She hasn't been, uh, hasn't been signing the checks um, near, nearly as frequently Mm-mm. as we've been pressuring her to. We've been burning underwear for heat. Yeah. It's, it's real bad. It's getting real bad here. Dark times. Uh, uh, but at least we got water now. Yeah. You know what's going to be funny is when the power goes out and all this gets lost. Oh, boy. We're actually on. This is a. Separates the long takes. Long takes separates the, the, the power from the non power. Yeah. We've, I mean, we've already. That's already happened. And this is the fifth time we've recorded this tonight. So I hope this I, that's fifth fine. time's a charm. I mean, Victoria, they did it three times, whole movie. So make it happen. Um, Carrie Mulligan, though. Yeah. She comes on strong and she has an amazing scene that I felt. The best scenes in movies are when I feel an actor hits something that's real and human and a thing we all do where we know that moment or we feel that feeling or we know we've been there and and she hits right off the bat she hits something that it's like I've been there we've all been there like that where you're trying to capture something and you're falling apart doing it mm-hmm. and it that movie is so sweet it's, it's weird it's a gross like dark movie but it's very sweet at the same time at least for me um i didn't really pick up on that much sweetness to it well i I, I guess what i mean is like steve mcqueen or the viewer or the audience is is sweet Mm -hmm. like like even though these characters are not likable and they're not this they're not that we're still watching them because it's a movie we have to but i feel like there's always like like we care you know it's almost like a family dynamic like we're brought along these people no matter what they do we're brought along yeah and we're still there at the end of the day. And to me, that felt like, I don't know, almost like a metaphor for family. Like, you're just stuck with them, you know? I could see that. I guess the film did kind of uh, portray everything as like a dysfunctional family. I, just the idea of looking at this sex addiction and this kind of, the the portrayal of characters they're trying to do, the, the look of it. Like, just looking at it and taking these long looks, to me, is very sweet. And it's very, like, interest-based. And like human looking and human interest. Yeah. Like, I want to know what's up. Are you okay? Like, I'm going to watch you for like four minutes straight, you know, react. David brought up a good point um, about the movie as well that, and, and I agree with him too, that movies when there is backstory there, but they don't tell you, it just, it's just kind of, mm-hmm. it, sort of not explicitly tell you, it's just kind of brought out through things that characters say, or just, you're just supposed to leave it to your own imagination as to you know what they're how they got to this point um i think the movie did a good job it did an amazing job with that a job a movie that makes you work out the connections yeah can really work in its favor instead of beating you over the head with it because because if sometimes they beat you over the head with what a person's relationship is or what this character is you can disagree with their decision and then you get angry at the movie yeah whereas if you work it out in your head like cognitive dissonance will prevent you from choosing something you don't like. You know, you're like, oh, they must have history. Like the whole time I'm watching, I'm like, maybe they he molested her, or you know, maybe there's some there's some kind of history there. I don't know, some kind of weird thing. So you kind of make up your own backstory with that. That kind of fits, and you stay immersed when you have to figure stuff out. Because nobody, whenever somebody figures something out, it has to be what they thought that scene was. Right. Like when she said no and she bit her lip, that was really her telling her father that she wanted pancakes. <laughs> That's, I've been there. That's what it was. Trust me, Travis. Trust me. Now make some pancakes. 
No, that movie's great. Everybody check out Shame um, in a box office near you. Um, it's time-traveling podcast. You know, we never know what time we're in. Nah, I'll post-date this, backdate it to... Ba- ba- post-backdate? Yeah, to 2011. To money? Mm-hmm. Um, to kind of shift gears a little bit, but to something incredible as well. Um, I want to talk a little bit about Uncharted 4, A Thief's End. And um, Speaking of uh, an end... <laughs> He's, uh, he's, he's, he's gone. Demanding. I'm gone. Um, what did you think of it? I haven't played... Well, that's not true. I've played games. I haven't played You've been a out of game the gaming like, scene. Yeah. Um, so this is not a game to you? No. It was another piece of art? Yeah, I haven't... Uh, I think the last game that I've played that had a, a narrative arc and that I played to completion was um, Far Cry 3. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I loved a lot. And yeah, the definition of insanity is playing for a three. Yeah, it's a great game. Uh, I put a lot of time into it. So you know, however long, the two years. Yeah, two or three years. Yeah, uh, the, long I mean, time. Yeah, Far Cry Four came out a year before the game you just played. And so for me to like sit down and actually play a game, and, but I've loved Un- the Uncharted series. For, mm-hmm. I mean, it's one of the reasons that I got um, PlayStation. PlayStation Three. My, my PlayStation Three came with both Uncharted's and also Karate Kid with Jaden Smith. So good combo pack. Good combo. <laughs> but so it, it's been a series that, you know, I've, I've been with for years and I've always loved Naughty Dog's work. Uh, I used to be a big Crash Bandicoot fan. I played it in, in, uh, in Sears mostly. Back Crash Bandicoot? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's Sears? Yeah. They had that set up? yeah oh yeah really jc penny sears all that oh. i went in the video game section and played the bandicoots and the dolphin game on dreamcast sea bass game oh. with the no the, the one with the faces the bass game the fish with the oh. human faces the oh. weird one mm. you don't know that game i don't think don't find out about it <laughs> <laughs> you're um, still trying to work through those yeah <laughs> everyone is we all are um but, so I, ne- I don't i didn't have that old connection to them they did jack and dexter too I did not like that game. <laughs> so I take back what I said of I love Night Dog's work. I didn't care for Jack and Daxter. But Uncharted. Yeah. People forget that's a launch game. Yeah. Um, Giant Bomb had a interesting like retrospective of Uncharted they did with for one four? of the uh, Yeah, that just came out last week. Not the game, the yeah. their retrospective. But they sat down with one of the um, designers for, for the game. He's been there since the beginning. Uh, and they just kind of played through all of the games and he just talked them through, you know, their design elements and, you know, how these things got created and mm-hmm. the, the kind of the backs, the behind the scenes yeah. story of Uncharted series. Um, it's about two hours long. I watched probably like 30 minutes. I'd love it. to watch that. It was interesting. Uh, and Brad was doing it. So Brad's always fun to see interview people. Oh, that Brad. I thought you meant our Brad. No, no, no. no. Friend and not friend, of the not show. friend and friend of the show. Brad, Brad Schumacher. Okay. Uh, Schumacher. Schumacher. And Joel Schumacher's um, nephew, yeah, uh, crazy nephew. But it was interesting because uh, I watched while they were playing the first Uncharted, and just I mean, even did, though did they play the remaster? Is that what they did that for? I don't know. No, I think it busted out the PS3. I think so. Yeah, oh. I'm pretty sure they did. Yeah, because they were talking about the the architecture of the PS3. Um, but it was interesting just just to see that game because i haven't seen it since i you know mm-hmm. played it all these years ago you know probably 5 years ago now um more than that well when i played it more than that i don't probably 6 years ago 
Actually, probably five. Because I got a PlayStation in 2010. Yeah. So, like, probably got one, like, a year ago. later. So, yeah. Uh, but it was interesting to seeing that game again. And that game looks great for the time oh, yeah. that it came out. I oh, was, yeah. I was really impressed that that game, like, it holds up so well. Um, but I, I was always loved the series and the first one was good. I don't really remember much of it. I remember playing through it, but remember that submarine though. Yeah. Great game. But then when two came out, I was, it's just a step above, step above far and away. Uncharted two among thieves. They entered uncharted territory mm-hmm. with their, I mean that, that was an experience. It's always amazing when you go along with an artist or, or company or whatever group, that when you experience their thing they made, mm. you both are like, wh- like, what is this? You're both discovering it. Yeah, yeah. You're both like, you know, wh- what do we do? What did you make? Like, what is this? Yeah. This is new. Like, I didn't, you know, a new song, a new movie, a new something that breaks ground in your mind. It's it's, it's pretty impressive stuff and it's special stuff. And that's what they've done over and over, over there. So... I was I've looked forward to this game for a while. I mean, what was it announced? Three was kind of a little dip. Yeah, but but it's hard to it's hard to top your you know Michelangelo. Yeah, it's hard to come off something like that. And that's not to say three is a bad game. Then I don't like it. I really enjoyed three. There was some really good set pieces and moments in that Mm -hmm. game for sure. Um, Less transcendent. Yeah. So I was pretty excited for this game but it was just kind of fell off my radar because of the past few years i just haven't been mm-hmm. playing video games that much mm-hmm. and then when it finally came out um I you, played it. <laughs> you played it first and you were blown away by it mm-hmm. i tried to play it down though i didn't want to like hype it up i don't want to hype it up for you yeah so it's interesting playing that game as i was playing it i think i beat it within like i don't know three or four days I think that's what it took. I ran it on Redbox. Mm-hmm. Which but, is an interesting way of playing a game. You did that too. Yeah, but it's an interesting way of playing a game. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it's... In- I mean, I just... I haven't played... I think the game before Far Cry 3 that I played was The Last of Us that I played yeah, Legion. Yeah. Um, Naughty Dog game. Naughty Dog game. One of my favorite games, top 10 games of all time, maybe mm-hmm. top 5 games. Uh, I just had a really good breaking uh yep. equipment over there yep. you fool <laughs> yep <laughs> but it, just playing through a game like uncharted 4 and not having played a game like that in a while Oof. it it either one me being out of the game scene mm-hmm. has lowered my you know you just after if you stay in a like one pornography yeah you just kind of you're 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 um sensitized yeah you're just sensitized to it so you need just crazy things all the time stuff, yeah. you know we watch a lot of movies so it take we have these gotta watch shame fucked up taste now you know <laughs> our tastes are fucked they're just like we probably watch herbie reloaded and it's probably the best movie of all time herbie reloaded is fucking insane <laughs> so it's either a combination of that and it's just a phenomenal game. I mean, it, it probably transcends the game title yeah. itself. But it just reminded me of, you know, what games are capable of that you already know. And then also what they could, what they could be. And I think that it, in the end, it really sets a new bar, which is what Naughty Dog has, you know, consistently, for the most part, been doing it. Not you know? just creatively, but technically as well. Yeah. 
Um, well, I mean, like you were saying, everyone always talks about uh, how PC games set the bar visually mm-hmm. um, for for you know what's possible. But when you see something like Uncharted Four, it's it's insane. I mean, it's not just that it looks good because it does, but there's just so much detail in everything that's going on. There's there's just so much. It's it's a fully realized world. Like there's one. It's something. It's one thing to say that like Battlefield Four. It's a great looking game. Yeah. But you can Battle Four is a great looking game, a terrible recreation of what that is. Yeah. Whereas this is a great looking game and also a terrible recreation of what treasure hunting would be, <laughs> but a good recreation of probably human life. Like yeah. you know those, those moments in Battlefield Four where it's like they're trying to create a moment that's mm-hmm. like human and like relevant or, or relatable, but you're always like, This is just a moment they're writing yeah. that they've seen in a movie. Whereas this, I've never felt like there was a moment in this that they're writing that they've seen in a movie. Yeah. And that's what Naughty Dog does so well, especially in this game, is, you know, writing in the story doesn't take a backseat to just, you know, the game itself. Exactly, yeah. Some people believe that heavily, that the gameplay is number one, story's just filler to keep you from realizing what you're doing. Yeah. Where other people think the story's number one, the gameplay's second. You know, they're one of the true old school people where it's like both, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. The mid two thousands era uh, <laughs> of greats that whittled away now, and there's only like one left. <laughs> yeah, uh, but I fully. Enjoy, I mean, I went into it just from hearing that it's a great game. You saying it's a great game, but actually just sitting down and getting into it, it's it surprised me. And they did things it's you didn't crazy. know they would do. Like you couldn't even imagine they would do. Yeah, and it just reminded me of like what, what video games just what they can do to you. You know that they can make you feel things and feel not only and i I love movies you know in tv shows where you can just get invested into characters Mm -hmm. and that definitely happens in you know the in video games and especially the uncharted series you know you've been with this character for you know five six years um in my case at least and knowing that this is the last iteration the last time you'll see this character at least in whatever form yeah um but just going along with that and then having the video game side of it be like you are this person, you know, you're you're going along with them, you know all these the stories, you know, you've know you know where you've come from. Exactly. When they reference something, you were there. Yeah. Um, there's a great scene um, or sequence like early on in the game where it, spoilers for Uncharted Four, but <laughs> where you uh, are Nathan Drake post retirement, you know, yeah. you're just retired and you're you're in your house. In the in the attic, and there's a sequence where you just you're going through all the things in your attic, you know, and just remembering like picking up all these little pieces from past games and uh, all these just little in jokes that you'll remember when you pick it up. And and they're I don't know if it's been in the past games, but the system of like turning over things, mm-hmm. I'm, pre- I'm pretty sure that was in. That's in those, yeah. Um, but just the pieces like are just rendered in such high detail that you can just like turn over and you know zoom in and read things. Um, Feel it. And feel it. And then the the end of that sequence, you pick up a, a Nerf gun, and it's it's one of the funner, like, probably one of my more favorite parts of that game is just you pick up the and Nerf gun, and you run through your attic just shooting, you know, like you're, like Nerf you're, darts. Like you're the character you are. Yeah, the, the, the score comes up in the background like it's, you know, a big yeah. dramatic thing. Uh, I didn't realize you're supposed to shoot the... Oh, you didn't realize I that? was just like, I'm just shooting, <laughs> shooting, shooting darts everywhere, yeah. Really, yeah I didn't see the things hold... Yeah. <laughs> At the end, I realized that, and I got like two rounds off into it. And, and uh, But that, that sequence early on is... 
I, I could have quit the game at that point yeah, and, been, and happy. been happy. Uh, it's just, it really surprises you. You know, you just, you, it's not an Uncharted game at that point. Like, it, it steps outside of itself yeah, and it? it's telling a story um, that you haven't seen before or thought that you were going to get from an Uncharted game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then to couple that with the the surprise of playing Crash Bandicoot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, in a game. In a game. <laughs> in a game, in a game. Playing a game in a game. Which Within a game at a certain point. Yeah. So that was that's that sequence early on i was like okay i'm fully into this and then you know like like you said as you as the game goes on it it reverts into familiar uncharted mm-hmm. territory wonderful wonderful it's, stuff it's yeah it's the best uncharted game and it's like something else yeah um and they they they've everything that you love about any the uncharted game is improved upon mm-hmm. in this the, they added the um the rope mechanic. The rope mechanic, which is just fun. Rope. <laughs> <laughs> it ropes you in. It's mm-hmm. that good. You uh, swing on a rope like a monkey. It's great. The the sliding's fun. Climbing feels great. Uh, they they out Assassin's Creed. Assassin's Creed. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it it's really interesting playing an Uncharted game in a post Tomb Raider world, a post post Tomb Raider world. Yeah, it's it's really interesting because I think people forgot like, you know. Because people love that new Tomb Raider, they do. They forgot, they, you know, they forgot who brought them there. Who brought them there? <laughs> <laughs> like it, it. The thing about Uncharted Four that really got to me is that we always talk about how TVs do something special. Especially you, like TVs do something special. TV shows, not TVs. Uh, TV shows do something, do special. something special too. <laughs> <laughs> That's another podcast. The babysitter. Um, <laughs> TV shows do something that no thing, no movies or all this stuff can't do, which is like you time. They add an element of time and investment, and you hang out with people. And I feel like with this game, they really, they did, they recreated that feeling in me of that feeling of a TV show. You know, where it's like at the end of this one, like you know, going through it and playing it, I felt like I do when I watch a TV show. And I'm like when you see like that attic moment, you get all these flashbacks, all these moments you've been through, and all these long journeys you've had. And and so it's like he puts you in the moment of the character remembering and you remembering and it's just really sweet, you know. People grow up. That's what I love about this game. It grew up. Yeah. It wasn't the same game for the fourth time. It grew up. It changed. And it's adult. And they, you know, like it's the the people who made it have grown up. The people who who wanted wanted have grown up. Like it's 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 really nice to see something evolve and not just be the same thing but done well. Mm-hmm. And it's just a phenomenal phenomenal piece of work. And I am continually amazed, continuously amazed at, at what people are able to make, and really blow me away. Because when you, you know, when you get to a certain point and you watch all the cool stuff, you start going back in the catalog and watching things you missed. You're playing things you missed, like you know, hits of the decades old, and you're like, man, like people made some great stuff. But then I don't, I don't know about you, but I close my mind off. I don't really think about what could be next. Yeah. And then I see something, or I hear something, or I play something, and I'm like, you know, this changes everything. Everything's changed now. You know, this is going to be one of those things that people are going to go back and look and discover, you know, and they're like, you missed out on this. So it was just an incredibly special game. You know, I, I cried. It's, it, it's, it's wonderful. It's a great Uncharted game, you know, great milieu, great, you know, action, adventure, great mechanics, amazing, technic- technically just phenomenal. Like, just, it's hard to play other games now after playing that game. Yeah. Like the animation and the, the, the acting and the writing and everything, it's ridiculous. So it's hard to come back from that. 
And in a lot of ways, I feel like that's what this episode will be once it comes out and people listen to it and then go listen to your usurper podcast and they're like, oh, we forgot five minutes of leading to this. (laughs) We forgot who brought us who brought us here who brought us here was not this usurper. You know, you know, multi-ethnic, I hate this gotcha journalism you got running on this fucking thing now. Well, sometimes you just got them, you know? Barbara. Gotcha. <laughs> All right. Well, that's been the Social Buttercast. Uh, oh, actually, before uh, we go, um, I wanted to say that this is... If this gets found in the floodwaters. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, this is like our three-year unofficial anniversary. Two-year. Well, not really, because... I think I've said this to you before. Uh, the Social oh, Buttercast really uh, okay. started way back. <laughs> it's more than three years then. Uh, well, yeah, I guess so. But, but we'll count that as a year. Sure. That two years <laughs> as a year. Um, well, one of the first podcast type things we recorded was um, after an E3 press True. conference. Uh, and the E3 is next week. Oh. Yeah. We can do an E3 cast. Yeah. If, if we keep making these. You don't make it back from your trip alive. Oh, shit. Yeah. This could be the last time. If you're listening to this, Dean is actually dead. This is the only way that's gonna. This is gonna get released. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're hearing this now, Wait, if, it I just become, got have re- I, if I become real dark, if I become George Lucas, <laughs> you have to rip it away from me. Yeah. To get it out. But yeah, it's uh, one of our first things we recorded was a, it was an E3 podcast from like 2011, probably 20, something like that. something like that. So like five years ago. A I don't long know if time. I don't. I definitely don't have that. I don't know if you have that anywhere. I think it's on a drive somewhere, right? Google Drive or something like that. That'd be interesting. I'd be interested to hear that. Um, I have the notes from it. Really? Yeah, on wow. my phone. That's crazy. Yeah, I don't. Uh, everything else. I mean, I like doing this with you, and I like doing it with people. We get guests on here. The Social Buttercast is an interesting thing. It, it, it was like a jam session. That's how it was created. Jam band. A jam session out of um, an innate need to fill a hole for something you couldn't make, which yeah. was your OC podcast. <laughs> and that's why we had this. And now you have the thing you wanted to make, and that's why you don't have this. But we're having this again because you dance with the one that brought you there, not some fucking hussy. Beer keeps getting caught in this fucking... <laughs> Pop filter. <laughs> Some fucking hussy uh, podcast that is, you know, upstart, you know, you know. Yeah, you know, we need we need to have just an episode where you just, you get it all out for like an well, hour. What I think I'm going to do is I'm going to organize a live show with the cast of the OC <laughs> and I'm going to invite all the OC podcasts uh-huh. and I'm going to let you guys fight on stage You're about who's... lock the door? Yeah, just see? lock the door and see who runs away with uh, Adrian Brody and um, the guy from Walking Dead. Peter Gallagher liked uh, my tweet the other day. Who's that? Uh, Mr. Eyebrows. Sandy Cohen. From Sex, Lies, and Videotape. From... Uh, Daddy! Daddy. Daddy! Yeah. Daddy, but lawyer? Yeah. Lawyer dad? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like my tweet. It does caught. keep getting caught. He liked your tweet? What was your tweet? Um, uh, for a tweet for the podcast is... An episode? Or, yeah. How? Because I, like, hashtagged and then, like, tweeted at him, and he liked it. Oh, you tweeted at him? Yeah. What'd you say? We talk about you? No, I just, you know, I just tag, I randomly, like, tag different people each time. So, should we put this out and then tag ourselves? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can tag, yeah. Well, if you want to tag us, uh, tag us at the social butter, no, fuck, at the butter social on Twitter, or send us emails at thesocialbuttercast at gmail.com. 
Um, I'm your host, Dean, and that has been tonight's award ceremony. I'm going to give the best podcast to this one and surprise, best runner-up to you see the OC that I see. Uh-huh. And finally lagging in the Raspberry Award goes to um, Mark Bear. <laughs> I don't even get the Raspberry Award? No. You son you get of a bitch. Nothing. You get nothing. Nothing. All right, guys, it's been fun. Hopefully I don't die. Tonight in this flood. Bye.